You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 188, Transitional Leadership in the Acts of the Apostles. Now, if you're a if you're a Bible person and you've read the Bible, you you may not have you may not have thought of the Acts of the Apostles as being a leadership book. And it may not that may not be its primary purpose. It's actually a a history of the first 30 years of the early church, showing how Christianity spread from Jerusalem to Rome, but uh, the the author Luke, um, the way he teaches us is by telling us stories about people, and many of the stories that he tells, many of the people that he highlights were leaders in the early church, and there's some really brilliant leadership material there. And so this week and next week we'll be covering um, a couple of those things. And so today I want to talk about transitional leadership. And uh, transitional leadership is that that leadership when um, either the current leader is taking the organization through a, a significant period of transition. And, I, and when I say significant, I'm I'm not talking about just a just a little change because obviously change is 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 always taking place in any organization. But transitional leadership is when there's a significant change in the organization. Um, and you have to define that in your own culture. But um, the other type of transitional leadership, and this is the one I'm going to highlight in just a just a minute, is is when a leader takes over for another leader. In other words, when there's a a change in leadership, transitioning from one leader to another. This is transitional leadership, and it requires um, very specific skills to maneuver through this if we're going to do it successfully. And the story that I want to highlight on is in the first chapter of Acts, where the Apostle Peter takes, really takes charge of the group of apostles. And if you know the context, Jesus has has died, he was resurrected, he spent 40 days with his disciples, and then he was uh, taken back up into heaven after giving them very specific um, directions and giving them a mandate and giving them a mission for what he wanted them to accomplish. But he didn't designate um, one of them as a leader. He he did mention it to Peter early on, but uh, you know there was no real clear um, uh, designation that Peter was going to be a leader, at least not in front of the others. And so here we see Peter actually stepping forward while there was a period, uh, almost a leadership vacuum. You know, Jesus is gone. But they're still processing this. The other apostles, the other disciples, says that there were 120 people in the upper room actually, um, you know, praying and trying to figure out what to do after Jesus left. And Peter, uh, the apostle Peter, steps in to this void and fills the leadership vacuum. And we see his leadership over and over again 
in the early chapters, in the early days of the early church. And, um, you know, obviously this was very important because Jesus, the Son of God, um, you know, left some big leadership shoes when he left behind. And so Peter stepped into that and was able to uh, navigate that transition. And this was, uh, obviously this was a very important time because um, with, with Jesus being gone, with the early church just getting started, you know, they wanted to get off on the right foot and the apostle Peter was able to do this. Now, what's significant about the Acts of the Apostles is we also see, and we don't really know a time frame, we're guessing a few years later, we see another leadership transition in the early church. By the time we get from chapter 1, where Peter steps in, assumes the, 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 the helm, if you will, by Acts 15, we've got another leadership transition. And Peter doesn't step out of sight, per se, but he does step away from the uh, role as the main leader in the early church. And James, the brother of Jesus, takes over as the, the leader, the bishop, whatever you want to call him, of the church in Jerusalem. And, you know, many people speculate, speculated on the reason for this. I think the, the, the simple thing is, is Peter just understood that his skill set had taken him and taken the, the church as far as it was going to go. He was much more of a gifted uh, preacher, evangelist, church planner. And so he focused on that and allowed James to, uh, to run the, the early church. So two interesting transitions, leadership transitions, in the Acts of the Apostles. And there are others. I'd challenge if you, if you're a, a person of faith and you enjoy reading the Bible, read through Acts of the Apostles and and look for the, some of those other leadership transitions. Um, there were, uh, you know, at least one significant one involving um, the Apostle Paul. So so see what you can find. I think you'll be fascinated. But I want to give you now. I want to give you five qualities of a transitional leader. Five things that that a leader needs if he's going to successfully either take the organization through a transition or if uh, he or she is going to step into a, to a new organization as a new leader in the way that uh, they might be able to um, successfully navigate that transition and become the leader that that organization needs. Number one, the leader needs to be collaborative. Now, obviously, at, on every level, there needs to be some collaboration, but for a transitional leader... This is vital. You've got to be able to draw people in. You're the new guy. Sure, you're the boss. Sure, what you say goes. But you want to win your people in. You want to win them over to your ideas. You want to win them over to you, your personality. You want to connect with them, and you want them to to be able to accept um, where you're taking the organization. I mean, let's face it, many of the people in the organization, probably many of the people on your new team as the new leader, many of these people on your on your team um, may still be coming to terms with this leadership transition. The, uh, the previous leader may have been charismatic. The previous leader may have been um, a great person to work for. There may have been friendships involved. And so, so there's a lot of people on your team that are coming to terms with this. And if it was a sudden thing, 
they may not even have had time to process it yet. So it's very important for you as the new leader, as the new boss, manager, pastor, um, youth director, CEO, president of the company, whatever it is, you've got to be collaborative. You've got to look for opportunities. You've got to create opportunities to pull your people in to work with you. Number two, you've got to have a clear vision. Your vision has to be compelling and it's got to be communicated clearly. Obviously, your vision is probably going to be somewhat different than the previous leadership's vision. That's the nature of leadership. But here's some questions. What is your roadmap to achieving your vision? Do you have a very clear path that you're going to take the organization on? And probably you're not in the early days. But can you put a plan together? Can you map it out so that people over the next few months are going to be able to see where you're going? They're not just hearing words, but they're seeing the picture that you're trying to describe. Also, when we talk about the the clear vision, the compelling vision, um, what's the time frame? From point A to, to point B to point C to point D, what are we talking about here? Where, what's, what's the time frame? How is it communicated? Um, you know, the thing about vision is we have to communicate it and communicate it and communicate it. Uh, Andy Stanley says that when you think you've finally communicated your vision enough, you're just getting started. Even, you're even going to get sick of it because you're communicating it so often. You're sharing it so often. And then another consideration, and this goes back to point number one, being collaborative, is your vision is where you see the organization going. Is it substantially different than the previous leader's vision? Because if it is, you've got your work cut out for you. It's not wrong. You know, if that's your vision and that's where you want to go, that's fine. You can do that. But you have to understand, if it's substantially different than the previous leader, you've got your work cut out for you, and you've got to go back into number one, being collaborative. You've got to get buy-in. You've got to get the team to, to want to work with you. You've got to get them excited about changing directions, shifting and going in a new direction from where the previous leader was going. So a clear vision, communicated clearly, and and, and do you have a roadmap to get there? Well, do not go away. I still have three more qualities of a transitional leader. But I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. This is a phenomenal book on leadership. Um, We cover supervision, management, uh, casting vision. We talk about personal productivity. We talk about time management. There's so many great things in this book that I know will help you. Each chapter is designed um, where you can read it in just a couple of minutes, and there's um, action items at the end of each chapter. So it's one of those books that you can read, chew on it, and immediately put it into practice. It's available in both ebook 
and in paperback. So there's a, a link in the show notes. Check it out. You can even go to Amazon and read the first little bit for free to get a feel for it. Um, it's motivational. It's, it's designed to help you be a better leader. So leading into the 21st century and beyond 2.0. Well, we're back. So we've talked about collaboration, how important that is for a transitional leader. We've talked about how the transitional leader needs a clear vision. And then number three, you've got to have courage. You know, when you come into a new organization, it's exciting. Um, or when you're taking your current organization through a significant period of, 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 of transition, a significant period of change, that can be exciting, but it can also be very scary. And not just to you, but to the people who work there. Change, especially when, when, when we think, have to think about it through the, the lens of the people that work in that organization, whether they're paid employees or even volunteers. You know, if, if they're paid, paid employees, this is their livelihood. And so, you know, they, they always think of it through, or many people think of it through the filter of, you know, is this going, how is this going to affect my job? And so as the leader... You've got to be able to push through that. And obviously, we've talked about you know collaboration, having a clear vi vision. But ultimately, you have to be able to um, challenge the status quo and be courageous enough to stand firm in where you want to go. Because let's face it, there is going to be resistance. Um, very seldom does a new leader take over or the current leader tries to implement change and not meet resistance. You know, we've all heard the we've never done it this way before. Or, um, you know, we tried that one time and it didn't work. And and you hear so many negative things and you hear attacks on the vision. And are you, as the leader, courageous enough to keep pushing forward even when there's resistance? Even when there's resistance. Courage is so important for a leader. Um, you're going to find... You're going to find out really quick, do you really believe in your vision? Because if you do, you've got to be able to push through that resistance because it's going to come. Number four, inspiring. A transitional leader needs to be inspiring. You've got to be able to motivate people. It's, it's, as, it's as much about as selling them on, on your vision and selling them on your personality and selling them on you is anything else because if they don't buy into it, it's not going to happen or it's going to be a very difficult thing. And, you know, as, as the leader, you know that you can't accomplish things by yourself. We work through our people. We, we accomplish a vision through the team that, that, that we have. And so, you know, you've got to be able to inspire people. Why would they want to really jump in and see this vision come to pass? And it can't just be for the paycheck. We all know that people work, um, you know, for more than just a paycheck. They work for satisfaction. They work for meaning. They work for value. They work, um, and especially in the, the church realm, they do it because they're making a difference in people's lives. So, as that leader, how are you inspiring them that your new vision is, is the direction that they need to go? And, you know, maybe they're down or depressed or upset because the previous leader left. How can you inspire them 
to jump on board with you and to keep moving forward. So you've got to be inspirational. And then number five, you've got to have people skills. Leaders, if you don't have people skills, you're going to have a very, very tough life. Um, and, and, you know, we do. We, we all, we've all worked for them. We've all run into them. These people who are in leadership positions who just have terrible leadership skills. And, and, and leader, I'm just challenging you. Develop your people skills. First thing you can do as a new leader, get to know your team. You may not be able to get every get to know every single person in the organization right away, but those who work closest with you, those who report to you directly, you better get to know them. You better get to know them. You better find out about their families. You better know what makes them tick. As you get to know them, ask them questions. What do they enjoy doing? What motivates them? What's their background? What's their story? Because as you get to know their story, you're going to know what motivates them. You're going to know what inspires them. And getting to know them, they're going to be getting to know you as well. Don't hide in your office. You know, it's very important for new leaders to be seen, to, to be walking around, talking to people. Talk about yourself. Give them a little of your background. Because as they get to know you and, 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 and understand the kind of person you are, they're going to be much, much more likely to buy in. This isn't a gimmick. This is real life. People work with people. And if if you don't get to know them, if they don't get to know you, it's going to be a very, very difficult transition. So good people skills really pave the way for everything else. So a quick recap. We talked about Peter, the Apostle Peter in the Acts of the Apostles and how he took the early Christians through a very significant uh, transitional situation after Jesus had left. And then later on, there was another one in the early church when James, the brother of Jesus, took over the leadership role. So even in Acts of the Apostles, there is some great leadership information there. And then I gave you five qualities of a transitional leader. Number one, they're collaborative. Number two, they have a clear vision. Number three, they're courageous. Number four, they're inspiring. And number five, they have great people skills. Well, now it's your turn. I'd love to hear from you. Did I miss anything? You think there's some other uh, transitional skills, qualities that I missed? Let me know. Go to davidspell.com and give, put your question or your comment in the comment section for today's post. And uh, just let me know what you think. And if you've been through an interesting transitional situation at work, I'd love to hear about that too. Most of our readers, listeners would. So that would be an awesome thing. Just let me know what, what you went through, and, and, and we'd love to talk about it. While you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. Just type in your email address. We'll add you to the list. It's a great way for us to stay in touch and, uh, and stay connected. So, friends, until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to keep on changing.
Thank you.